You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. They see that you're actually trusting in this Jesus Christ for salvation alone, but also for healing, for guidance, for comfort and peace. You're like a magnet. You are like a magnet and they go drawn to you because guess what? They want that. They want that peace in the middle of their trial. They want that calm and comfort in the middle of what they're going through. When we endure afflictions, when we endure trials, people see our hope and Jesus is manifested in us. Do you have one person in your life that you wonder how they can be so joyful in the midst of the ugly going on in their lives? Folks, it's because they've conceded their way of doing life. In turn, this allows Jesus to shine through because of their obedience, as Pastor Dave explains today. Are you this kind of person? Now here's Pastor Dave in the book of John chapter 17. As he begins his message, Jesus prays for his disciples, part one. We all manifest what we really believe in by how we live and how we act, not just by how we say. Do you see where this is going here? Manifesting Jesus. We are called to manifest Jesus Christ. When you believe in the gospel and the teachings of Jesus Christ, when you become born again, we manifest what we believe in. Look at 2 Corinthians Chapter 3. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul says this. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered to by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit on the living God, or not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart. We manifest that when we believe in Jesus Christ. We exude that. We exude Christ through the Holy Spirit. It's through your actions, not your words. We cannot be telling people to do as I say, not as I do. We have to tell them to do as I say and do. My words match my talk and walk. They match them. In 2 Corinthians 4, when we turn from the deeds of darkness, when we turn and obey the word of God, we manifest God in his truth. In 2 Corinthians 4, in verse 2, it says, But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitly, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. We do this. People look into our lives. If somebody looks into your life today and they can't tell a difference between B.C. and now, something's amiss. Something's not right. If they can't see the difference in you, you're not manifesting Jesus to them. There needs to be some sort of a change in your life. That may be minuscule, but it also may be great, depending upon how long you've walked with the Lord. 
I remember accepting the Lord Jesus into my heart and praying, and the first thing he cleaned up was my mouth. Might not be a big thing to you, but it became a big thing to me. Because all of a sudden I'm talking, I went, wait a minute. How come I'm not using the F word every other word? Guilty? What can I say? That was before Christ. And all of a sudden I'm talking with a clean mouth. I'm like, okay. I didn't, and I didn't pray for that. Oh Lord, take away my filthy mouth. No, it happened. The Holy Spirit did it. So what I'm saying is people, and you know what? People noticed that right away. People saw that right away. Wait a minute. They heard the way I talked. They, they listened and they saw that right away. They should see Jesus manifest in your life. Now, also in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 through 11, when you endure trials, tribulations, you manifest hope. When you endure trials and tribulations, you manifest hope. Look what it says. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be what? Manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Christ's sake, Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. When you go through a trial, when you go through an affliction, when you go through a malady, there might as well be a huge spotlight on you because people are looking in. All right, Christian, how are you going to deal with this? And they want to know. Do you really believe on what you say you believe in or is it just a big scam? People are looking and they want to know and they see it. And they see it. And then when people see that you're actually trusting in the God whom you profess, when they see that you're actually trusting in this Jesus Christ for salvation alone, but also for healing, for guidance, for comfort and peace, you're like a magnet. You are like a magnet and they go drawn to you. Because guess what? They want that. They want that peace in the middle of their trial. They want that calm and comfort in the middle of what they're going through. When we endure afflictions, when we endure trials, people see our hope and Jesus is manifested in us. On the other hand, if we disobey the Lord, we manifest darkness. There is a brutal list in Galatians 5, 19 through 21 of darkness. I don't even want to read it. But when you're not obeying the Lord God, that is what you're projecting. And when you project that, you've probably heard something like, and you call yourself a Christian. Because they're watching you. They're watching you. People see the darkness in your lives, and they're confused. Wait a minute. What kind of a God is this person following? What? Wait a minute. How can he profess Jesus Christ and do this? It doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. We are manifesting the wrong message. Instead of manifesting the light of Jesus Christ, we're manifesting darkness and confusion. And who's the author of confusion? Satan. But, on the other, other hand, if we obey God, we manifest light. And when we manifest light, you can look at the same chapter, Galatians 5, 22 through 25, and you can see all the beautiful fruit of the Spirit. When you're manifesting light, that's what they see. They see love, joy, peace, long-suffering, etc. They see that joy. 
When we obey God, we manifest that fruit. Love flows freely from our heart. There's peace and joy inexpressible in our heart. We suffer long with people, just as Jesus suffered long with us. We show kindness. We offer goodness. We don't offer hate and malice. People see our faithfulness in the little things. And gentleness takes control and removes all the hardness in our heart. And we have self-control. And people see that. And they see a change. And they wonder why. How come you've changed? How come you've done this? What's the difference in your life? What's happening to you? What alienship have you been up to? They want to know. And you get to tell them. You get to tell them about our glorious and wonderful Savior. You get to tell them what Jesus did in your life. Now he took you out of darkness and placed you in his marvelous light. How he loved you with an everlasting love. And how he went to a cruel Roman cross and died so that your sins would be forgiven. You get to tell them that. And who gets glorified? You? Certainly not. God gets glorified. God gets glorified. What a beautiful thing. When something is clear... It is made manifest. And when something is clear, then there is a choice to be made. When there is clarity, when there is a manifestation of Jesus Christ, and it is a clear manifestation, when the world can see the reality of Jesus in you, then they have to make a choice. They have to make a choice. So what's going on? Could it be that we as the church are not clearly manifesting Jesus as what we should? Is the world not seeing Jesus in us? And if not, why? Why isn't the world seeing Jesus in us? Could it be that we're not impacting our generation because all we're doing is manifesting darkness instead of light? I don't know. God forbid. Heaven forbid. The world, Paul says in Romans, is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. He's groaning to see Jesus Christ. He's groaning. The world is groaning, not only people, but plants and whole things. I mean, just look how many earthquakes we see every now and then. The earth is groaning for the manifestation. See, man's chief and highest end is to glorify God and fully enjoy fellowship with him forever. This is why you were saved. This is why Jesus went to a cross to reconcile you back to the Father so that you can enjoy his fellowship with him forever. Non-interrupted. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. We have that because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And God is glorified. There's nothing greater. There is no greater achievement that you can attain in life. There is no higher purpose than living. There is no higher calling. One commentator said this, quote, The pinnacle of human achievement. Glorifying God in your life by accepting Jesus Christ. Now those that are ungodly will argue with you. They'll say man reaching the moon. Man climbing Mount Everest is the ultimate human achievement. Man's inventions, the industrial revolution, that was the epitome of human achievement. Foolish to think that way. We know on this side of the cross, we know that there is nothing that man can accomplish that surpasses man manifesting God's glory. There's nothing greater. We live for nothing higher than manifesting God. So how do we glorify this God? Well, we read it in John 17, 6a. 
I believe that the key to us understanding this great mystery of manifested the glory of God is found in a person. It's found in the life of Jesus Christ. That is where it is found. Jesus Christ becomes our great example. He is our great role model and great representative. He's the blueprint for walking in the Spirit. And as we study His teachings, as we study His life, we then discover how we too can perfectly please the Father. We see that because we see it in the life of Jesus and it is manifested to us. We really need to grasp this. We really need to allow this to come into our lives and sink into our heart. Jesus has glorified the Father through his life of total obedience and humble submission. That's how Jesus glorified the Father. Christ's life is marked out throughout this beautiful, wonderful masterpiece we call the Bible. It is marked out for us. In the Old Testament, it's concealed. In the New Testament, it is revealed. And we get to read through it and see what and how Jesus acted and what he did. And I believe that this is the key to you and I walking in the victory and experience the fullness of the glory of God. But God has ordained for us to do this. If we want to do this, we need to follow Christ's example. We need to follow him as he gave us example. We need to shine like his light shined. We need to imitate him. If we want the glory that he had, we need to pay the cost that he paid. We need to pay the cost that he paid. Let me repeat that. Please tell me, what did it cost him? Everything. His life. It cost him everything. Jesus himself gives us the clue. Jesus himself gives us the answer on how to do this very thing. In Matthew 16, 24 and 25, he said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And I love when you read the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they say the same thing. But in Luke, Luke adds something special. One word he adds to this verse here. Luke adds this, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Luke adds one word, daily. I love that. What does he mean, lose my life to gain it? What do you, this is crazy. He's speaking of the old nature. He's telling us that we need to put away the old nature that wants to control this old body. Believe me, all those foul words that I learned as a kid are still there. And if I allow the flesh to take over, they can come out. But the spirit is so willing. The spirit is so strong. The spirit wants to hold those back. And I have to put that to death every single day i got to put it to death every single day. The greatest hindrance to my Christianity, you guys are much stronger than I, but the greatest hindrance to my Christianity is me, myself. That's the greatest hindrance to my Christianity. If you're full of self, the glory of God is hidden. If you're full of God, it's manifested. In fact, the more we die to self, the more God is revealed and the more God is manifested. 
If your life is going to be controlled by the will of the Father, or is it going to be controlled by you? Who's in charge? Are you at the center stage of your life, or is Christ at the center stage of your life? Are you driving the vehicle, or is Christ? You know, I used to think that the whole story, God is my co-pilot, was great. No! God is the pilot. He's flying the plane. There's no way. He's, I'm, he's my co-pilot. No way. I might be the pilot every now and then. He keeps smacking my hand. Let me have the wheel. Let me have the wheel. No. Let me have the wheel. Okay. Do your actions show God? Do your words show God? Are they God's words? This is a tall order, folks. This is not easy. Christianity is not an easy life. It's difficult at best. But if we abide in Christ, oh, gee, we're back to John. If we abide in Christ and he in us, we will bear much fruit. And this is the fruit that he's talking about abiding, the manifestation of him. The Christian life, when you get right down to it, essentially living life for another. We're living Christ's life. We need to die to self and all its ugly aspirations and ideas. And in doing this, we'll become more and more alive into God. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit because one of the Holy Spirit's job is to do what? Conform you into the image of Jesus Christ. And the more I allow the Holy Spirit into my life, the more I allow the Holy Spirit control of my life, the more he conforms me. The more he works in me and conforms me. Listen to what one commentator said. I apologize for the length, but listen to this. Quote, here is where the cross is most powerfully experienced. It happens when in my nothingness I surrender my will. I quit struggling and striving. I now become wholly dependent upon Jesus. The matter is now out of my hands completely. God has taken over. His spirit must take me into death and raise me up a new man. I give up my will, the independent life of the flesh. I die to my ambitions, my death of boasting and trying to impress others. I die to that. Death to doing anything on my own. I die to my own plans, my own desires, my own wills. And most of all, I die to my fleshly faith that I once had, unquote. You're sitting here and you're satisfied that you have arrived in Christ. This message isn't for you. This message is not for you. And I think it's great that you have arrived. But even the Apostle Paul says, I haven't attained what I was apprehended for. I don't have it. I haven't gotten it. But I'm going to press on to get it. I'm going to continue on. But if you have an earnest desire, to manifest more and more of the glory of God, then you are in the right place. And God has you here for a reason. But you might be saying to me, Dave, come on. You don't know my situation. You have no idea what I'm going through. I lost my job. I got a bad report from the doctor. My marriage is on the rock. It seems like there's no answer to my difficulty. You don't understand. You know what I say to that? I say, praise God, you're in exactly the right place. You're right where God wants you. You're right where God will use you if you allow him to, if you let him, if you yield and submit to the Spirit and allow the Spirit to have his will. Are you living a life of obedience or are you trying to make it on your own way? Is your life depending upon your own strength? Are you doing things God's way or your way, Frank Sinatra? Whose way are you following? 
Once again, Jesus Christ is our ultimate example. He will always be the ultimate example. Luke twenty-two forty-two, praying, drops of sweat and blood, praying, asking God, take this cup from me. Oh, take this cup. What he's saying is, there's got to be another way. This cross just looks too hard. There's got to be another way, Lord. Take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Can you pray that prayer? Can you pray that prayer in the situation that you're now in? Can you pray that prayer with an honest heart? Not my will, but your will. Can you pray that prayer and make it a lifelong, faithful prayer, meaning it from your heart? Regardless of what's happening, can you pray that prayer today? My desire is that you can. My desire is that you want to. My desire is that you want to glorify God. Can you imagine if we all start glorifying God in our lives? Can you imagine what would happen if every one of us started to shine the light of Jesus Christ into the hearts of others and talking to people about our God because they look at it and go, why are you weird? Look at what's happening in your life. What's wrong with you? Well, let me tell you about my God. Can you imagine? We're all waiting for this great revival. Do we think it's just going to happen? God wants to use you. He wants to use you. The Spirit wants to use you. He wants to use you today. We need to settle it. Not my will, yours. I don't know what it's going to look like, but if it's yours, I want it. Not sure what the outcome is, but I do have a promise that you said, and I know that all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know it'll be good. It's going to be good. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I accept it. How can we conclude? Who can shine and manifest the glory of God? Every person that knows God has accepted Jesus Christ into their life has been given a new heart, it says. They've been given a new heart, a spiritual heart. We've been born again by the Spirit. Not by the will of man, but by the will of God, through the Spirit. We've been born again. How could we shine? We need to die more and more to the impulses and desires of our old nature. We need to take ourselves off the throne and allow Jesus to get back on the throne where he belongs, which, by the way, he's never left. But we seem to try to get rid of him from now and then. We must take away the pride. We must take away the selfishness. We must take away the sin. The more we die to self, the more Christ can be seen. And the more Christ can be seen, the more we will shine the light of Jesus Christ and the more God will be glorified. And the more people will see that and come to Him. The more we shine, the more of God will be manifested in our lives. Amen. You are assured. The book of John covers Jesus' life and ministry here on earth, but the book begins long before Jesus was born in a manger. He existed with God the Father from the start. So many other religions have some figure they look to or commemorate, but none of those mere men accomplished what Jesus did. 
Jesus came as a man and died, but then he came back to life because he's God. No other man can claim that remarkable feat. Only God could do this, and therefore, the only true one to follow is Jesus. What might be holding you back today in believing all that God says he is and does? If you have some questions you'd like answered, we'd be happy to try and answer these questions or pray with you about what's weighing on your heart. Please don't hesitate to call us at 609-884-5821. Again, that number is 609 609- 884-5821. Keep looking to scripture for answers and know that we care about the journey you're on. We're so glad you tuned in to A Sure Hope today. You can hear more messages like this one from Pastor Dave at our website. Just click on the messages tab when you visit assurehoperadio.com. We'd love to meet you too. Find out how you can join us for worship at Calvary Chapel Cape May by visiting assurehoperadio.com. You'll also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Links for both are at assurehoperadio.com. There's more to learn from the book of John next time, so be sure to join us again on another edition of A Sure Hope.